reminisce, I reminisce. I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say think back yeah. 22 years ago to keep it on track uh -huh. The birth of a child on the 8th of October like A toast, that. but my granddaddy came sober Please Count back. all the fingers and the toes Now I suppose uh -huh. you hope the little black boy grows yeah. 18 yeah. years younger than my mama But I really got beatings with the girl up What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman, back for another episode with Cousin Tony, the Architect. As we approach 100 episodes, we decided to discuss Cousin Tony's new collecting habits, how far he's come in the hobby, and his insight into some intriguing questions I have. All that and more in this week's installment of Cousin's Collectibles, so make sure you focus and pay attention. You're not going to want to miss this one. Hey, yo, Tone, take it away, cuz! All right, all right, Cousin Tone, it's that time of the week again. A little Monday hobby mojo boost for all the collectors out there. The cousins are here to get your week started off right. So let's get it cracking, ladies and gentlemen. What's good, Tone? Did you survive that Sixers Celtics roller coaster that we just witnessed? Yeah, man. I'm not a smoker, and I think I put down five cartons of Newports. So uh, <laughs> I did survive that, but I don't want to waste too much time on that. No, no, uh, no, no. You know, I just, all I got to say is, 2-2. Two, two. It's a three-game series now, and the Sixers are still alive, barely. Yes, 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 sir. <laughs> My oh, God, what a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but it's been a, an interesting playoff so far, man. You know, how about them Lakers, man? Lakers are uh, giving it to the Warriors over there in the West. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Denver and Phoenix looks like a series, maybe. So it's it's been interesting. Obviously, you got Miami Heat giving it to the Knicks. So it's going to be interesting uh, end of the season when it comes to the NBA playoffs. So looking forward to that. And I'm just hoping that the Sixers have enough of that, you know, gusto just to get by the uh, Celtics. The Celtics are whew, they're they're a beast, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But let's let's just hope we get oh. through it. And but a big tip of the hat to cousin Shane out there with, with the Lakers. You know, so yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's the only reason I don't want them to win. I mean, yeah. I did want them to win, but now it's like because he's uh, <laughs> he just happens to be the fan of a lot of teams that I'm not down with. But we'll leave it at that. I'm not even. <laughs> I love you, Shane. No matter what. <laughs> so, Tom, man, let's talk some hobby, bro. Um, you know, another uh, solo cousins episode. So I wanted to start off with, man, we got the national coming up. Uh, we, we you sir have gone a little crazy on your pickups lately you know getting some grails putting a lot of money out there i also know you got some home projects where money's you know getting a little tight in that situation that you had to put towards that so we're kind of both in that what we call a hobby holding pattern you know so how are you passing the time in the hobby when either you have no money or like i said you're saving money for a big card show or uh even a big card um you know like the nationals coming up so you know, what, what are you doing not to succumb to that hobby FOMO? Yeah, good question, because the, the past week, past couple of weeks have been a little expensive. And so last night, and we'll get into this a little later, I finished putting in what cards I do have of my 56 top set in my binder. But I have about a stack of about 50 that are either duplicates or a little too beat up to meet the requirements that I want to 
uh, have in said binder. So I talked to a good friend of the show, a.k.a. Mr. Corgi the Mailman. Oh, there he is. Yeah, about the stack of cards that I have. He's like, hey, buddy, no problem. He goes, get them to me. I'll put them up on Facebook. We'll sell them one by one. You'll be able to recoup some money and then buy whatever you have missing. And I'm like, my exact words with him, I said, that's perfect. Because I said, right now, I'm really, I'm really trying to like chill right now. Because we are now, what, we're in May. So mm-hmm. we got about two full months or so till the national. And although I don't have a particular card that I'm gunning after, I know I'm going to see something there that I want. Like that's yeah. without a doubt. So I told him, I said, yeah, man, I would like to fill some of these holes, but without reaching into my pocket, I was like, again, cause I was like, dude, I'm really trying to chill. So that's the first thing is trying to move those duplicates, um, which by the way, I mean, it's crazy. Cause I was talking to him last night. He's like, dude, now you're doing it the right way. You're buying in lots and you're, you're, you're getting what you need. And then you sell off the other one. So you can, you know, fund the, I said, yeah, cork. That's cool. I said, but I'm only building this. Like I'm not building 38 sets at one time. So it's, it's very, it know, works great when you're, you're set building. Yeah. But if you're yeah. just buying singles, you're not going to buy a lot of singles and then exactly yeah yeah so i'm like i was like yeah i said it's cool because i'm building this set but other- otherwise i wouldn't be buying in lots because i don't set up well otherwise yeah i would mm-hmm. but yeah so first of all the first thing i said is trying to move those just said, trying to stay out of the the uh dipping into the funds because like i said i got a lot of stuff going on here but also uh and then just living vicariously through instagram that's you know you win your card fix you can get it online you know, whether it's watching a break or uh, flipping through social media and seeing other people's pickups. So as of right now, knock on wood, I don't expect anything crazy big to come up because I don't have anything crazy big in my mind or on my mm-hmm. radar to buy. But you know, the, <laughs> that could change tomorrow. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like I said, long story short, it's a little bit of just trying to move what I have, the extras that I have and just living vicariously through social media. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just keeping your mind occupied. There, there's plenty of ways to do it. You know, there's listening to content, creating content. You could do social media. You could do posts. Uh, like for me, I, I'm anxious to get that submission that we have to PSA oh, okay. back. Just because to, to me, those are like new cars. Yeah, we're, yeah. you know, we're paying for the, the grading fee, but getting those back slabbed up just to see what the grade is, the reveal. Um, you know, we did a couple, I did a couple crossovers and I'm waiting for uh, some of the autos to to show back up. So I'm dying to see that, get those in hand. So that'd be one way to pass the time. But yeah, man, it's like you could easily with, with eBay, you're like, oh, let me just check out what's going on. You know, maybe I can get, you know, a couple steals here and there. And before you know it, you know, you see something, you're like, oh man, that would be great to the collection. I don't know when I'll see this again. And you're spending an arm and leg for something that you really shouldn't. Um, but so it's it's all it's all about being uh you know just having that patience and um you know just just trying to not get crazy knowing that you have things down the road that you want to get to. Yeah. So like you said, two months, just be just be just chill, man. No, no yeah. need you know to what else? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what else too is uh the other day I went through my case and just started reorganizing again. There you go. Just going through them like I mean, you said it before, like, damn, I haven't looked at this card in a while or whatever. And so I did that and it was like, I don't know, I passed about an hour or two just flipping through and reorganizing, looking. I'm like, oh, damn, I forgot I had this one. And, and reappreciating what I do have currently as opposed to always trying to chase some new flavor of the week. Level up, level up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I've done that. And um, so 
Yeah. I mean, hell, you can probably spend a lot of time appreciating what we talked about. it. You can spend a lot of time appreciating what you have mm-hmm. as opposed to spending energy and money yeah. chasing something else. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's the cool part. You know, like I've taken pictures of most of my collection before. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, OK, there's nothing wrong with taking another picture and doing another, you know, because before maybe that picture wasn't so good. So now I get to reinvent the way I, I had, you know, I pre showed the card on, on social media before. So, and again, that's just showing appreciation. And, you know, when you have somebody that's done over 300, 400 posts, most people don't go all the way back to the beginning and see what they have. So like a lot of people don't know what you have. So there's nothing wrong with uh, a a good card that you like and people appreciate to just post it again. And, and, you know, just uh, like you said, enjoy it once more. Definitely nothing wrong with that. No, for sure. I remember, uh, I think it was Rob and, Drake's PC, I believe, talked about that, about uh, posting, reposting a card or something like that, that you find either uh, that you haven't posted in a while or just forgot about or stuff like that. So, no, nah, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. I mean, shit, what, there's people that probably want to see it. Like, yeah. I mean, especially what, the way you do it, you put that little uh, extra pizzazz. <laughs> I don't know what the heck you do with those custom backgrounds or whatever, but <laughs> while well, I'm struggling out here to get the sunlight in the right... Uh, you you got the classic rock, you got the grass behind, you got the wooded area and the sun hitting just right. Yeah. Either that or you're doing your hand model thing, so... Yeah, I've patented that that hand model and the, uh, the grass is green. You know what? So I posted today, uh, well, it would have been yesterday, I posted the McNabb and Owens green refractor. Mm-hmm. And that was funny. Uh, I believe it's Doc collects cars. I make sure I get that right. He made mention of, of the grass. <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, real dads. know. I mean, the struggle to have a nice lawn is, uh, yeah, is a whole nother thing, dude. I spend like, I, mean, I have a pretty big, uh, backyard, not crazy, crazy, but and when I'm by myself, I mean, it takes me about a good two hours to get it all done. And, it's like by the time I'm done, I'm just spent. I'm like, man, that, that was something else. But I'm glad that the doc was uh, appreciative of the. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm freaking struggling now since I got back off of vacation. So the grass had grown since since I, I cut it right before I left. Um, but now this week they had me working all week. Didn't have off today. I was going to do it today. They had me working today. And then when I get home, the Sixers game is in you know, full throat. And I'm like, ah, yeah. I cannot watch it. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, maybe I'll be able to get it done. And by the time I look, it's like, oh, man, we got to record. So yeah. I keep making excuses. And that grass keeps growing and growing. So somehow, some way, I'm going to have to figure out you know, in yeah. the next couple of days, get home early or something. Or maybe I just have to go ahead. Those tractors, they have the lights on them, right? Yep. So I'm going to have to do a night cut. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with the weather we've been having here, it's like cool for the most part. So that's perfect. Like that grass just shoots up, man. You're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> just oh, get man. it done, man. Cause you got to, don't, don't be leaving the Florida with the grass. <laughs> no, feet, no. You know, <laughs> which by the way, how, how far away are we from that? Mm, May 20th. So, okay, okay, almost right around the corner, almost there. My daughter got all her stuff ready to go. She bought uh, a new Stranger Things shirt, she ordered it online, special for uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Okay, um, I bought her these uh, Valentine's Day gift cards. I don't know if I remember, I showed you those, they were like I got them on the Netflix shop. So, I had them, I told her, keep them in the box. 
that happened about, you know, that lasted about two days before she opened them and went through all of them and tried to put them back strategically. And when I went up to check her thing, it was all, they were all falling out. I was like, did you open it? She's like, no, no. I was like, yeah, you did. She's like, well, I had to look at them. I was like, okay. I said, well, just leave them there. And then of course she's like, Hey, can I use one of those cards to give to Millie? And I was like, I was like, fine, just whatever. And then so she went and she wrote out this whole nice little thing for Millie Bobby Brown. And she's like, can you look at this and make sure this is grammatically correct? And (laughs) so I had to fact check her her thing for Millie. So it's cool though. She's super, super excited, man. So that's going to be a good time. That's going to be fun, man. That's dope. Is there, have you ever checked to see if, uh, I know you're not a big into breaks, but uh, like Stranger Things breaks, anybody break that stuff at all? I don't think so, man, because, you know, you you have the older stuff like the older boxes are expensive from yeah. season one and you know season two not as much but so really anybody that has those boxes they're keeping them and trying to get those hits you know i know sports car dad is just freaking going nuts oh, with the auto yeah his his collection is super sick i look at him i'm just like oh my god i got a lot of work to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah that yeah i've seen him posting some stuff i'm like Man. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering. I was like, damn, that, that might be like, uh, I guess, like I said, I know you're not into breaking as much, but since you like all the cards, yeah. it, it wouldn't be like you get skunked, like, oh, I just want Millie Bobby Brown. Like, if yeah. you get somebody else, it's not. I wonder that how bad. that would work, but I'm just thinking maybe when uh, Zero Cool comes out with that latest set, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure people will be breaking it, I, I would think. Yeah, um, I if not, it'd be similar to what just occurred where we could buy the boxes, you know, that from uh, the Butcher yeah. Billy set. Yeah, have to go all out on that. <clears throat> yeah. So, anywho, well. anywho. So let's get to the next topic, sir. So by now, obviously, everybody knows and they're aware of the Evan Mathis trimming scandal. You know, the uh, ex NFL player doing his little tutorials out there, and some people um, obviously were appalled, and others were like, "Hmm, <laughs> looks pretty cool to me. I see nothing wrong here." Um, you're raising but, the roof, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> trimming, but you know, the fact trimming's always been around, we, we, we know that, you yeah. know. But the way that Evan puts it is like, you should assume that most of these high end cards and highly, you know, graded slabs, you got to assume that they've been trimmed, <laughs> you know. So, with when he kind of said that, it, it, it's, it got me thinking, bro. I was like, damn, we, you know, like. Has it changed your opinion in any way in regards to grading or collecting in general? Because sometimes, you know, we as hobbyists, we're, we're so consumed with leveling up uh, by purchasing or trading for the highest graded versions of these cards. And it's like, are we pretty much naive to believe that these cards were pristine out of the pack? Or at some point, did an indiv- individual just like come and alter it without anyone knowing and was able to slip it by PSA or, or SGC at the time or, or Beckett? And we're we're going ahead with our hard-earned dollars, you know, trying to level up. And here we are buying stuff that may not be on the up and up, you know what I mean? So since that time, you know, has it changed your focus at all? Or are you just like, eh, put my hand, my head in the sand and it is what it is? It hasn't changed my focus, but it has made me a little leery. Mm-hmm. He, both he and Matthew, 1956 Top Sky, I remember he mentioned in our live, he was like, to think that a 55 Clemente made it from 1955 until early mid nineties, whenever PSA started grading and for those cars to be eights, nines, things of that nature. 
to not think that, yeah, maybe there's some shenanigans afoot is, yeah, super naive, you know, mm -hmm. after hearing this guy talking like, Mm, yeah especially you know. in the vintage market you know yeah. what i mean like you can get away like because there's a couple cars that i purchased that were the newer cars that i just i know for a fact pulled them put them in a top loader sent them away and they came back 10 so it's like th that's a little bit easier to think but like mm -hmm. you like you're saying with the vintage stuff that's just stuff that's been from 1955 and on and for it to not like i know for a fact we sent out a couple jordans we sent out the jordan that looked pristine to us we sent out another jordan that was supposedly going to grade a nine and came back in a seven as well so it's like it's automatically and those cards are from like 1986 1987 and they're automatically getting sevens um, you know, yeah. so what about these cars from 1955, you know? Yeah. Um, and well, also, too, I mean, on the other side of the coin, supposedly it was the grading was uh, a little more uh, lenient yeah. back then. Mm -hmm. So there's that, too. But still, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that, like you said, I mean, some of these cars are old as hell and <laughs> that they go through the grading process and come out with high grades. It's something to think about. It hasn't deterred me though at all. From like, I don't haven't. I'm not gonna lose confidence in in buying them. Still, I'm gonna buy them anyways. I mean, like you said, it's 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 gone on. Trimming has has gone on. It's gonna continue to go on. And it, it's always like, dude, it, it's 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 the uh, you know that's why we have cops and robbers. They you know they they always figuring out the system how to get around it. And somebody got to catch them. And then once they catch them, they figure out another way to get around it. So I, again, I mean, I'm not I'm not losing. I'm still going to buy them the ones that I, you know, I like, because to me it's still at the end of the day, it's gives it some legitimacy to, to the card. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, and then on the modern side that I, like you said, I mean, if you pick up a modern one and that's a little more, not that that doesn't happen in the modern thing either. Like, don't get it like, bro, come on. That, that that's gotta happen. Right. <sighs> it's got to, no, it does happen. And it's just, yeah. it, it's, ugh. It's like you don't want to think about it, but it, it's it, it's just tough, man. It, it's tough not to think about it. And then where where is the cutoff between, you know, getting a cloth, microfiber cloth, and just oh, I'm just wiping out the you know the stains from the mm -hmm. not so much stains, but any thumbprints from here to you know a card care kit to roll in the corners, and then from there to trim you know like where where is the cutoff to where it's okay that that card was not altered or manipulated right. manipulated in any way and what are we as hobbyists supposed to be cool with you know at this point in time is it gonna get to the point where listen like we said the cat's out the bag like are we just gonna accept the fact that people trim cards and a lot of cards are trimmed and it is what it is and that's okay are you ever gonna be like it's okay yeah, I don't think I'll ever say it's okay, but I'm gonna have to live with it, mm -hmm. right? Because I mean, so you're you're saying that you're not gonna go get a paper cutter anytime soon, or I don't think so. Because I was really, I was never good at arts and crafts anyway. So I, yeah, I like you get the itch one time and bust out that sheet in the back there and get to work. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening, man. What it cost me to frame that thing, I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even dare touching it. Uh, so yeah no man that was a like the great curator just had the dunkin donuts the sheet that at was dunkin', sweet dunkin donuts <laughs> man that was sweet if you guys haven't seen that check out the great curator's feed that was cool he was at dunkin donuts and he yeah that that was that was cool man like uh but bro I just, just when he turned it to the side and he's in the sun and the way yeah. that thing just shined 
dude, I, I love '90s inserts, man. Just yeah. the shine is just so beautiful. Yeah, it hits different, and just uncut sheets as a whole. I mean, I guess I mean I have this one behind me, and just to think that you know that I don't know how they I don't know how the heck they make themselves their way out of the factory. Um, talk about shenanigans, because I mean, how do these things? I don't know, if anybody knows, please by all means DM. But you know, so these things end up in the wild somehow. Mm-hmm. And like they just they're cool, man. They're works of art. I remember he has a Marvel Masterpieces one, I think mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And when they're framed like that, it's cool. Like, I mean, I have the one frame behind me and I and I did the white outline because in between the cards is a white uh border, so it, it kind of looks like it all goes together. And uh they're sweet, man. Like I said, I, I would I wouldn't mind picking up another one at some point. I don't know what it would be, but um I, I, to me, they're like when they're framed, they're just works of art. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot cooler than saying, you know, you you build a set or you have a bunch of them in a shoebox or, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> a 50 count box. You know, it's a lot cooler display that way. And I, like you said, it, it makes it a work of art. It, now it becomes a collectible um, and you can, you know, those are the base cards, but it's cool. You know what I mean? It's like, man, look at these 86 or 96 cards, you know, yeah. uh, from that year, Allen Iverson's uh, rookie year. So it's it's definitely it's an eye catcher. Yeah. So um, PMGs or anything super crazy limited aside, would you what, um, uncut sheet? Give me one. Uh, what I would get? Yeah. What would you like to have? Like, you know, just, if, you, if you could ask Santa for one. <laughs> hmm, that's an interesting one. Not, not so much the most expensive, like 52 tops. No, something yeah. that you... Like you're gonna hang up on your wall, and as somebody comes and be like, "Oh, that's cool," like whatever. Yeah. I don't care if it's 91 score football. Like. No, it could be like uh, I would say the 89, 90 hoops. Um, okay. That would yeah. probably because that was like the first set I actually I had that set, um, and that was like the first one I bought that had the uh, David Robinson rookie. So that would be uh, pretty cool to have that just for uh, you know shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, I like that because that's like. Like you have that set, so that's like a you, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I can do that, that was my first set, and that was like at the time when David Robinson, his you know his rookie card, that was one of the biggest chases back in the day, and that kind of was like in the height of the junk wax era that we all you know yeah. remember. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Yeah, dude, we didn't know any better at all. No, not at all, dude. Like I said, I, I just. <laughs> that just goes back to that dude in the furniture store, yeah. you know. Oh, you like basketball? Here, come check this out. And they had the David Robinson rookie, and I saved up my money and I bought that set. And I remember to this day, I still have the the top loader, same card, the same set. So it's pretty cool. There had to have been dealers at that time that didn't know either. I would think. Like, I mean, not uh, everybody could have been in the know. I mean, obviously they know when they're ordering the product, but. Did they know they were in the middle of the junk wax era? Uh, I mean, some people knew, but like, bro, it's like right now, you know, they talk about the junk slab, um, you know, until we we look for, you know, years from now, are we just going to have a ton of slabs that are worthless? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, I remember the first time that I seen slabs in like almost like a $5 box. And that was uh, at the Philly show. That was, uh, what, what was his name? Santiago was the first person that I seen to have like $5 slabs. And I remember that I was like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like those cards are great. You know, in my mind, I was like, how, how the hell yeah. are you going to have those? Like almost like a dollar box. And now it's going to be probably the norm at, uh, you know, at these shows because there's a, just a lot of stuff that was graded that shouldn't have been. Yeah. And, it's a good point. 
That's a good point. I mean, yeah, that's damn. Now you think about it. Yeah. We're going to have that moment where it's just going to be bargain slab boxes. Like, yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Santiago. He's, he's ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adam, really. I was like, well, what the hell you got slab? And I started looking at him. I'm like, yeah, these are kind of worth five bucks. Cause I wouldn't pay shit for these cards. <laughs> Man. Just think about all those like base prisms that were sheesh. Yep. Yeah, damn that that's that's that hits, bro. Because it's like, yo, we talk about junk wax, mm-hmm. and those are you. You could just like you say, you pick up the cards, and you're, but these are slabs. Like yeah. people yeah, actually paid money to grade these but cards. But at that time, you know, right before it all went to craziness, you know, there was eight bucks, nine bucks to go get them. You know, bulk mm-hmm. sent over to PSA, so people were just sending anything and everything, and it didn't matter what it was because once you got it, you can get those cards for a buck fifty cents throw them in a slab for eight bucks and then you can sell them for 50, 75, hundred bucks. <laughs> that's, that's wild, man. What a come up. What a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be known as uh, one of those uh, landmark times in the hobby. Yeah. And that, and that, and that's exactly, you know, so we're in this time frame right now. So like you said, the, the people know back then, probably not, you know, they were just caught up in the frenzy. You know, we were just told, you know, buy some cards, keep them for 30 years and you know, you could sell them for a freaking make a killing. Yeah. And then just came to find out like, no, cause everybody had them, bro. It yeah. really didn't matter. The people telling you that weren't wrong at the no. time because they were basing it off of the stuff that was made in the fifties and sixties. Right. So they got that 20 year jump on you and when us when we're in the eighties. Right. They're like, so these cards, so theoretically, that Robinson. They were right. They were right. Yeah. And there was things that if you you knew and you were in the know in the hobby that if you purchased the right things, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what area you're in. If you know what the right cards are. So if you know, even if you go to 2003 and you're able to get some exquisite cards and just like if your main focus, you would have been paying mm-hmm. more than everybody else. You know, you wouldn't been paying five dollars a pack or whatever. You would have been paying, you know, say five hundred dollars to get those exquisite boxes. Um, but in the long run, if you did that consistently over you know a couple year period and you held those cards, man, imagine you know the collection you could have built and and what you you would have been sitting on a gold mine. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter what area you're in. It, it's about how are you doing it as a collector, um, and are you collecting the right things? And that's that's the tough thing because you never know if you're banking on you know say a, a up and coming rookie because yeah. as much as we you know, chose LeBron as the chosen one, you know, to, to be the man, he still had to go out there and, and, you know, and perform and he's far exceeded everybody's expectations. We let, we love to hate on LeBron. Everybody loves to hate on LeBron, but at the end of the day, man, he's like, you know, generational player came in right out of high school and lived up to all the expectations and even surpassed them. Yeah. Very tough to do. So man, think about how many players have come before him and after him with all that hype and just have, fall off a cliff so yeah. that i gotta tip my hat to at least he at least he lived up to it yeah and he's still still balling still you know doing his thing you know it's not like what he used to but he's a definitely integral in in what you know the lakers are doing right now and they have a chance at another championship so again him and, and curry going back and forth whoever wins that series i'm not saying they're going to win it all but their legacy if you know it just takes it to another level whoever comes out of that series so whether it's curry or lebron it's just icing on the cake to you know already freaking legendary careers that's true yeah a lot of a lot riding on that very true so tone man listen man most collectors 
they look at vintage baseball and obviously they view it as the foundation of the hobby. You know, you collect vintage baseball. I've dabbled in it a little bit. You know, Rob, sports car therapist, vintage baseball is his thing. And, you know, sprinkling in with some basketball. But, you know, with that sentiment, many of these cards or sets, you know, that are held in high regard, um, you know, they demand the, the higher values because that's, you know, those are the cards that they grew up with, the, the collectors back in the day. That's what they were looking to collect. Um, but, you know, we, we as fans of sports, we've never really seen a lot of these players in baseball. You know what I mean? We didn't see the Babe Bruce. We didn't see the Mickey Mantles. We caught glimpses of Clemente. You know, we know because, you know, we're Puerto Rican. That's what our parents talked about. We, what we know, our favorite sport is football. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and then next basketball. But mainly, you know, football has taken over as the number one sport. You know, and with baseball's viewership, the numbers dwindling and, and football being the king of American sports. I mean, do you see like anytime soon a transition happen to where football eventually takes over baseball, you know, in the hobby or will always be second to America's pastime? Mm. That's a very good question because I think our age group, let's just say dudes between 40 and 50, maybe 55, right? So we were always told, like you said, that the baseball, baseball, baseball. We didn't see those guys. We come up, we were brought up through the junk wax era. Mm -hmm. Other than, you know, you, you have your Griffies, um, some guys, Jeters, guys like that that stick out. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you started to see that transition. 90s basketball, 90s football into 2000s football, stuff like that. And now you can see, I mean, it, the ratings don't lie. Not even close. Right. So I often think too, I'm like, damn. So when we are the hierarchy of when we're the uh, corkies of the hobby and all those guys, because eventually those guys are going to be gone. Yep. So those stories of yesteryear are going to be gone with them. So like where you say, oh, I've never seen Babe Ruth play. So why should I consider this card to be worth X amount of dollars when I saw Barry Sanders playing, he was the man. Right. So those are going to be the stories that are going to be told to the young bucks and, and guys like um, obviously Jordan, but you're nineties and 2000. But dude, I don't, maybe it sounds crazy, but I don't think that's far off. Cause again, I think the stories that we tell when we're going to be, you know, I said the old heads of the hobby mm -hmm. are going to be not about Mickey Mantle and Bay Ruth and, and those guys are going to be about our, our the guys we saw coming up. I don't think it's far fetched. Like I always tell you, man, I was like, if there's one aspect of the hobby where I think it could do a little come up, it is that football. And I mean, call me crazy, but I, I don't think it'll ever surpass baseball. But I think the gap will close. Mm -hmm. And when I say surpass baseball, I mean the old stuff. Yeah, the 52 top, like the legendary stuff that I think is still, even though, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll still be telling those new stories. But in the back of our mind, we're like, yeah, but, you know, this card is X, mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. But, yeah, I, I do think that gap will close. Yeah. And it, and it's tough. You know what I mean? Like vintage alone, it, it just has that mystique just for being older. You, mm -hmm. you know, and we always talk about what came first. So that's always going to have that rare you know, sentimentality and people are going to gravitate towards that because that's the the first thing that people started collecting. So you, no matter what, there's always going to be a market for vintage. Um, but like you said, man, like uh, most of us here, 
you know, Rob even talks about it, how he recorded, you know, all the Super Bowls and, you know, and watched them over and over and over again. And he can, you know, word for word, play for play, could tell you everything about it, um, you know, for, for the, <clears throat> the Giants. And that's how we grew up. And it's not, you know, and again, the what kind of screwed us in baseball, too, was the steroid era, you know, where we could have had like Barry Bonds being the freaking man. I mean, you know, because we every generation has that one player and Barry Bonds was that dude, man. And because of that, it's kind of like, no, we can't celebrate him. And the purists want to say, uh, you know, that whole steroid that just throw it out the window when that was one of the most exciting times in baseball. So all those all those players that were freaking unbelievable, you can't celebrate them. So it just throws out a complete era in baseball and you combine that with the junk wax. And it's like, man, this goes right off. So then it's just vintage. And then now it's, you know, right. Yeah. And then now now it's just all about to me. It's just gambling in baseball. You know what I mean? Like all it is 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 doing the prospecting just because it's something that you if you've been collecting this entire time, it's something that you it's been passed down to you. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how you do it. You get this Bowman Chrome, you get this, you know, this tops and, you know, you go for the rookies and then you flip them. And and it's just a a game that's been they've been playing it for years and years. And it's like you don't even watch the goddamn game. No, you don't have to because they're just buying whatever prospect it is. And then just a little a little hype and whatever. And then it just moves. And once the games actually start, some of them guys, most of those guys fall off the cliff. Baseball is a hardest sport. Like it ain't no joke, bro, to play. Like you gotta hit, the, you know. That's that's hard, you know. And you got guys like Danny Black who are like baseball purists, you know what I mean? They're going to the minor league games, and mm-hmm. they're you know, like I respect all that stuff. But like you know, majority of us, ninety nine percent of us, we might catch a few games during the season, maybe go to a game at the ballpark, you know, which is always cool. And then of course, once playoff baseball starts, then you know that's when it picks up, you know. And if your team's in it, you know, then then yeah, sky's the limit. Hard, that that's when the hype comes. But other than that. You know, it's so tough to sit down, you know, and they, they've been doing things to improve the game with the pitch clock and uh-huh. bigger bases for whatever that's worth and, you know, things like that. But I don't know, man, football, football just seems to reign supreme. And, and it's just a matter of time to me that it would only make sense, not just the quarterbacks, the greatest no, of the greatest. Everybody. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I also, that's, right, go ahead. no, and I also think too, like, 90s through late later 90s into 2000s football because the guys that sell the vintage football 650s 60s 70s you see those guys at a show they're they're not getting much traction man i actually sometimes i feel bad man you'll see those guys they're just it's a lot of because the game wasn't what it you know it wasn't as popular it wasn't as covered a lot of people have no idea i have like like, who the hell are these guys Mm -hmm. like uh, you know i don't know but now since the game again it's it's a global game now it's it's seen in tons of countries super popular and it continues to grow so how can like how can a sport continue to grow in popularity and not have have that not be reflected in the hobby at some point yeah i just don't it, it has to like, yeah it, it's I mean, similar shit. to soccer you know what i mean like soccer is like a world you know what i mean like soccer yeah. is like the biggest sport out there worldwide you know, and it's not as big in the U.S., but, <laughs> you know, worldwide soccer is the, the sport, man. Um, and it's been slowly gaining traction. And it, yeah, I don't know, but it's it's not football. Football is another level when it, you know what I mean, to me. So, yeah, I agree. Especially I in the United States. Yeah, yeah, big time. So, I don't know, maybe, like I said, I would love to see the, you know, uh, Randy Moss, Barry Sanders, 
uh, Jerry Rice. I mean, Jerry Rice still, but like all those guys just lifted up because, I mean, like I said, that's sorry, man. That's the new America's pastime. You can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, you know, all the purists, I'm sorry, but uh, the numbers don't lie, as they yeah. say. Yeah. And I totally agree. Like I said, and, and there's always going to be that special little place for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, for vintage. That's always going to be around just because people always gravitate towards historical things and the the older those things get you know from the t206s up until you know the 1950s you know it's like that's always going to be a a chase for people especially once you get in the hobby and you get past that first stage of when you're trying to yeah you know I'm, which is something that we're going to talk about in a little bit uh, but you get excited just buying a box and ripping and you know doing that it's like you're going through stages as a collector and then once you get through all that then you realize well let me really do a deep dive and see what this is all about it's almost like clockwork all these guys they, they just generally just transition in, into vintage because it just makes okay. sense and Sometimes it's almost like you get burnt out trying to keep up with the Joneses and, and with all the modern stuff. And it's so risky. You know, you want to get into something that's, you know, like, OK, I know if I put some money into, you know, this Mickey Man or or this, you know, whoever insert player, Jackie Robinson, that you're going to get, you know, your bang for your buck. You know what I mean? You know, it's going to be like we always talk about the stocks and bonds and and stuff like that. You know, that's going to be a nice mutual fund that your money will, you know, I don't want to say safe, be safe, but yeah, it's a lot safer than, you know, putting it in a, you know, a Joe Herbert, I mean, Justin Herbert, yeah. uh, you know, golden boy type thing. You know, that guy every year comes and it's like, you just keep hearing his name and it's like, he hasn't done anything. yet. <laughs> Listen, say, uh, say what you want. And maybe I should be on the, on, on the up and up with this stuff. And, like uh, what you say, it, yo, all the new, it's too much. Like you listen to John Newman's show where he does the, uh, the segment with like new releases, like 38 things coming out every week. Like who the hell's keeping up with all that stuff? <laughs> I'm like, I'm shocked that he can even read the list. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to start buying all this stuff. I'm like, I, like what? <laughs> and who has the money to keep up buying these boxes? I don't know, man. I, 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 yeah, I think that these things just get sent to, uh, distributors and then the breakers and they sit there and people just, you know, do, do what they do with the breaks. Cause like, like, you know, dude, he, again, he reads the list and it just goes on and on and on. And I'm like, who is buying all this stuff? Like it's just, and it'll be like one sport and like 10 things. It's not like, I'm, it's not yeah. like one hockey, one baseball. No, it's like five baseball, six basketball. Like what? Like, yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm so curious as to how, fanatics is gonna you know do this whole market share with the with the are they gonna consolidate and just have you know like your high high end your you know your mid-tier and then you know just stuff for everybody that has some hits but you know it's just gonna be a fun rip and then something maybe for the kids and just keep it kind of like simple you know what i mean like we don't have to have 30 different brands with 160 million parallels of you know the the next hottest dude i don't know I don't know. Listen, man, they're in, they're in the business to make money and, and they just, I mean, they're putting people out of business left and right. So it might get to the point where they can do whatever they want, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. So, I mean, not I mean, everything is, not everything is unicorns and roses with those guys. There's it's not, really but like what, what, you know, what is so unicorn and roses right now? Nothing, nothing. But I'm just saying like, sometimes 
uh, we act like they are going to come in on a on a white horse and yeah, yeah, yeah. save the hobby from whatever. I, I don't even see them as saving the hobby. It's just like I, I'm just curious as if, if they're going to do business as usual or they're going to try to at least change it up, you know, get the brightest hobby minds out there and, and at least do something to where um, – they move the hobby forward into a respectable, you know, like it almost becomes like the art market, you know what I mean? The antiquities mm-hmm. market, you know, like something to where we're taken seriously, you know, Ken, Kenny G came out with the show. It kind of, you know, brought some light to people that, uh, you know, not necessarily familiar with, uh, you know, the, the card market, they know about cars and collectibles, but they've never really dealt into it. So they get to see a little glimpse and, you know, regardless of whether it was well, you know, well done, poorly acted or whatever. Yeah. The fact is it's, it's, it's stuff that, you know, these are deals that went down and things that are happening constantly. So it was cool to get somebody to, and actually be a representative of a hobby for, for the masses to see. So, you know, I'm just wondering if, okay, little by little, I just want the hobby to be, recognize as as a legit you know what I mean thing out there as opposed to i mean nothing wrong with it just being a hobby but it's it's more than that yeah when you're dealing with these big boy numbers and you're putting big boy money into it mm-hmm. it becomes a little bit more than a hobby and you would want to know that if you are serious about this and you're putting your hard-earned dollars into it that it's just not going down the drain and you know it's just oh that was fun while that lasted you know let me try my next hobby <laughs> that's true I, I, I just know, spent, you know two hundred thousand dollars in the last 10 years you know bro you imagine um i know it might be a little out of order but can you go to the topic about your son-in-law because i yeah, that that ties true. that ties into that yeah. and i just have like a couple things pop in my head but go exactly. ahead that's that's what they call transition sir <laughs> so my son-in-law out of the blue bro you know, he, they just got married, my daughter and him, they're about to have a baby, you know, grandpa Oz is, is soon going to be in July. And here I just get in a group text with the four of us, my daughter, um, himself and my wife and me, he just starts sending random pictures of cards. And I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, yo, uh, <laughs> Yo, pops. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, what, what does he call you? Pop, is it pops? Is it Papa, Papa Oz? Papa Oz. Okay. <laughs> he's like, hey, check check these out. I was like, what 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 is this? And he, you know, here he is. He's buying like you know retail boxes from Walmart mm-hmm. or Target. You know, some Revolution, some Prism, Don Russ, and you know, he's just like he 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 was funny because he he went and he watched the the Kenny Golden series before I did. And uh, he's like, yo, did you see that new, you know, the show about the collections and stuff? Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, man, that thing was awesome. So it's kind of like I think like he's talked about cars before, but more so like in the NFT type thing. You know, he's a young boy, just graduated college. So he was more so talking about NFTs. Now all of a sudden he watches this thing and here he goes buying boxes, you know, retail boxes and stuff. And he's like, what do you think? What do you think? And I was like, well, do you want that? You know what I mean? Time to uh, give him the quirky, uh, well, <laughs> you got about 15 bucks here. Yeah, you, it basically is what he did. You know what I mean? I'm, I, and it's tough. And I was like, you know, just going to try to bring it to you because it's like, you know, he, he gets caught up in this whole excitement with, with Kenny G and watching, you know, these big collectibles and stuff like that. But, you know, and we all dream about one day pulling that card out of a box, you know, or finding a collection somewhere that, you know, you told you're always looking for stuff like that and hoping to find that one gem, you know, uh, PMG green Jordan sitting somewhere in somebody's closet that's just been sitting there. 
um, you know, we all, you know, try to do that. But it's like, what what do you say to someone, you know, who's just coming into the hobby? They're super excited. They're freaking mojos on a million and they're dreaming of becoming like a millionaire overnight. Um, and, you know, like, how do you go about explaining to them like the hobby pitfalls and what could happen without bursting their bubble of excitement? How do you go yeah. about that? I had a similar situation with my wife's friend who has a, a young son and he's, I want to say between eight and 11 years old. He just discovered, he's probably been collecting now for about the last year or so. Mm -hmm. And so she shows me, she's like, Hey, so-and-so went to a car. My wife's telling me, Hey, so-and-so went to a car show and look at the cars that her son bought. And she shows me the pictures and I'm like, looking at him like, ah. she's like, what's wrong? I was like, well, I said, uh, Nothing and something. She's like, what do you mean nothing? I was like, well, obviously the kid likes those cars, so whatever. It's cool. He looks like he's having a good time. But if she thinks that those cars are going to be worth something one day, she's probably very mistaken. And then I go explain to her why, because, you know, the whole, all you know, whatever it is, it could be a Chronicles thing and all the way up to whatever. So, damn, like when somebody's new like that, it's crazy. I wish someone would have talk to me like that way back when but not again with who the hell knew but um dude it's almost like especially with him it's like he never you know other than it sounds like he's trying to chase getting paid yeah i don't know that he's a true collector no of, right and he okay. doesn't really watch sports like that right. either okay so that's two strikes against my butt my brother already because you ain't watching the game so you could care less what's going on you're just chasing the dollars yeah, so maybe he's a he game. Should... He's a gamer, bro. He's like a straight up video okay, gamer, right. like the the you know the over yeah, the top yeah. gamer. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, he's got the headphones and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. So somebody like that, man, especially like him, just knowing, like I said, if you're I'm like, listen, man, and I was like, you're this isn't a lottery. Number one, I was like, if you don't know any of these guys, don't buy them. Mm -hmm. Don't get number one. I was like, because if you're not now, if you're a sports fan, and it's a different story. Say, hey, who do you like? What teams do you like? And then at first, maybe it'd be like, okay, you can start out with this stuff. But if you, what do you want to get out of this? Do you want to build a collection or do you want to try and build something that over time is going? Then you explain them that maybe buying retail is not the way to go, stuff like that. But with him, man, man, you better pump the brakes on that young blood real quick. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, listen, man, if you got the baby coming on the way, that money needs to be spent on diapers, formula, and stuff like that. <laughs> because guess what? You're not going to hit no Julio crazy car. The chances of hitting a, a big car to Julio Rodriguez or, or Wanda whoever, Franco, Wanda Franco out of a retail box are probably slim and none because you know, not only do you have uh, this odd stacked against you, you got people in there weighing boxes and all kinds of shenanigans going on on the retail side. And not that it doesn't happen on the hobby side, but uh, so I, again, I would first start out with, do you like the sport? Do you like a certain player? You know, and, that first and then are you looking to just build something that you like to look at or are you looking to build something that you're hoping is worth money one day and then try to explain to them what's going on which is what i did with my wife i said hey listen just shoot her this text just copy and paste it whatever and, and i and i told her say hey listen i see your son's collecting cards uh looks like he's having fun uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Just these are some of the things. And I gave her, I said, look, when you go to a show stuff, because she's been to the, she took him to the Philly show and all that stuff. And the kid's having a great, that's great. Trust me, it's great. But you can tell the stuff that he's buying is just like flavor of the week type stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm like, and so 
like I said, I think that you can talk to someone, make sure, see where their head's at first, and then kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, like everything you said is exactly what I, I said to him. I got to the point where, you know, because I, I was working is it, it was just as I got back from vacation. He's popping out all these pictures. So I'm trying to text, deliver the mail. And I'm like, this yeah. is way too much to try to come across. And I don't want to come across arrogant or, or like a prick either. Right. I'm trying to like say, look, what you're doing really isn't the right way to go. So I was like, I just called him up. Yeah, I was like, "Yo," he's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I said, like, "Listen, man, and exactly, what are you trying to do? You know, what are you? What are your favorite teams? You know, and he's from Philly, so you know, his first go-to is, oh yeah, Joel Embiid and uh, you know Tyrese Maxey." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay," I said, "Well, you know, Joel Embiid just won the MVP, right?" He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Well, this is probably the highest his market has ever has ever been, and it's going to be for a little bit." I said, "You probably don't want to start buying into Joel Embiid." Oh. Oh, okay. Well, what should I do then? <laughs> I was like, well, it depends on what you want to do. I said, but you know, if you want to look at the, you know, one of the hobby darlings, that's Tyrese Maxey. Another one um, that if they were to make the finals and he's con- tr- contributing to the team, he could possibly be something. And and he has a lot of growth that he can, you know, become one of the top players. Is he going to become an all-timer? Probably not. You know, Joel has that potential, but he's so up and down. You never know. You know, even though he won this MVP, there's no guarantee unless he wins a championship. It's for nothing. Yeah, he could just be he would just be like a good player. It's a a blip on the radar. One of the, you know, most talented big men never to, you know, win the big one. He'll be another Barkley and that's it. You know, their their markets will only be so so. He'll never be up there with the Giannis or, you know, the, the big boys like Jordan and stuff like that. You know, so we do. We talk for about an hour as I'm delivering the mail, and I just broke it down to him. You know, but instead of buying these boxes, I said, if you're gonna buy boxes, go. You know, buy hobby boxes. They uh-huh. have the better hits. And I said, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't even be ripping those boxes. I said, be strategic with it. If you want to get a couple, you know, you know of a good um, quarterback crew that you know in the last couple years that you know, with the Jalen Hurts and the Justin Herbert and all that, you know, you could buy a box of that stuff, prism, whatever it may be a nice, you know, save up some money and get a real good box and just put it to the side. Or if you believe in the the next upcoming crop of QBs, you can get a box of that stuff and just leave that to the side and use it as investments like that. I said, but for the most part, just save your money and figure out what you want to do, get in your lane and just buy singles, just buy the cars, buy them already graded and know that the, what you're buying is an actual, like we always talk about, top one percent, you know, yeah. um, of that card. So, well, it's, it's, <laughs> it was it was uh, an eye opening conversation for him because, like I said, you, that and that's the thing when when you go and you you start looking at all the dollars that are being spent by people with money, and you know, because they have funny money, they can do whatever they want when they come into this hobby, they can buy whatever they want. They can buy the latest Lamborghini. They can buy the biggest house. They can, they just come in here into the, you know, they love sports. You know, there's rich people out there that love sports. So why not get the best pieces of memorabilia out there? You know, the dream team, uh, you know, stuff. You got Carl Malone, you know, his wife freaking (laughs) saving all the uniforms and getting them signed, you know, (laughs) nobody else thought of it. And now his wife was the smart one, saves all that stuff. Now Carl Malone, you know, Obviously, he he's had his issues, a little bit, <laughs> say the least. A little so, bit, you know. The, you know, I, I'm guaranteeing you, if he didn't have those issues, he wouldn't be selling, you know, this memorabilia. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, nah. that, that's a once in a lifetime collection. That's something you go to the grave with, and you you know, give to your kids or whatever. You pass that down. 
because that's museum type quality stuff. Yeah, that's uh, it's dope, man, that he had you there, and hopefully he listens. You said, I, I mean, and if he don't, just tell him to call me too, and I'll put it over the top. Uh, cause that's not it, man. I mean, and and dude, thank God he has you. Like, remember we had uh, the hobby big brother stuff. Yeah. Uh, dude, cause like right now he's got a baby on the way. Yes. And you're buying that stuff because yeah. you're, he's chasing the payday. Like you can see it. Right. And can you imagine? Well, you know what it is? He saw the kid that had the Steph Curry rookie, you know what I mean? Pulled the mm -hmm. gold out of 50 and Curry being, you know, the man, obviously it went up. How did, when did that end up selling for? I know they wanted it at a specific price. Oh, jeez, uh, I forget offhand. Um, it went a little, Wait, did it go a little? Yeah, it went a little less than I anticipated because yeah. of the grade. It came back an eight. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the guy was promising the like world. They broke and actually went a little bit, a little bit more, but not as much as they thought it would. Right. Be. Right. Because he thought it was going to grade higher than than what it did. Yeah. But still, I mean, the fact that you know, like I said, hopefully he listens, and now he's stuck probably with a bunch of retail junk wax, basically. Because um, <laughs> even if you get that, then you got to go ahead and you got to submit yeah. for grading and hope that it grades well and you know like the whole nine is like dude why not just take the, all that money you're going to be spending and just you could buy that case hit yeah. you know but nobody for, tells you that again like if you don't like if you don't have you he's just out watching tv yeah and hoping and chasing and praying and he has no idea that he's buying the wrong stuff right and he's asking you know my daughter his wife hey babe, yeah should i buy this box yeah. and she's probably like no he's like well, <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah. I think I could hit something here. You know, look, look, look. This has like an auto in here, and he hit a, an auto, but it was some guy that I never even heard of. I'm like, I don't know who that is, and it was a sticker auto on top of that. And I was like, bro, jeez, yeah. Well, I said I'm, I'm glad that he he had you for uh, help him out there a little bit. But so. it, it's cool though, because it, it it's really showing that you know we talk all that crap on Kenny G and all that stuff, but like, listen, man. That 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 show does matter. There's people out there that are watching these shows, especially Netflix. Everybody, you know, like Netflix right. is the place to go when you want to try to watch something. And this <laughs> stuff pops up. And, you know, especially if it's in the top 10 or things to watch, people are just going to go through it. You know, they got nothing yeah. better to do. And they're going to pop that on and they're going to be like, whoa, I never knew about that. So, you know. Yeah. And the thing, too, is that when that was filmed, that was also hype. Like, yeah. So, like, a lot of those numbers are inflated where they're not. Yes. They're not those numbers today, right. and they, but they don't tell that. you that. Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh, tell my man to pump the brakes a little bit. I did. I did. <laughs> I told him to go listen to Cousins Collectibles from the beginning. There you go. Start at the beginning and listen to that and then come talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then spread the word of the Cousins Gospel. Yeah, we need those ratings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cousin Tony. You know, we got two more things left. So this one I really yeah. wanted to pick your brain real quick. So it's um, you know, you've gotten a taste of both the old school way of collecting, you know, building sets and uh displaying them in a binder, going, you know, we talk about corky going corky style. And of course, you know, from the beginning, you've always been hunting for singles, you know, and things that fit into your PC. So give me a couple pros and cons of both, you know, just getting the singles and then, of course, building the set. And which do you prefer now since you've done both? Yeah, I'll start with the singles. Obviously, you can you can pick and choose what you want. It's a lot easier to go to hone in. Hey, if I want to be the Mike Tyson guy, I'm going after these. And so obviously that's the obvious way. 
Also, too, it's um, it's uh, a lot less overhead too. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if I'm trying to, and you know, build, getting all kinds of stuff, and buying boxes and hoping that I hit the Tyson car, that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, it's it streamlines the the process. It's not as what do you say? Like it is exciting, but not like uh, there's not a lot of suspense. I'm talking about like when you buy a box and you hope that you you know mm-hmm. hit, you know hit the thing. But obviously, you know, you see the car, you buy the car, and then that's it. Yeah. There's no right. There's it's like I mean, that's about a, if, if it's like an auction and you win yeah. the auction, but you're still you know what you're gonna get, and you you've zeroed in on it. So yeah, yeah. So it's that. And that, now the other side. So I finished filling the binder up yesterday. Dude, I felt like a little kid, straight up. Because that was like the beginnings of the way I used to hobby, e- either binder or putting in the, the shoe boxes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting upstairs yesterday and I'm filling these things out. And uh, at some point, like my wife, she had gone to bed and whatever. And uh, I'm going through them and checking off my list, going through them, checking off my list. It just hits different, man. It hits. It's like, to me, way more nostalgic than buying singles. Mm-hmm. Like it's just hits way different. It's just like you know, you're like paging through a binder, and and it's definitely. And I, and I actually text the commish. I send him a picture. He puts the big heart emoji and stuff. He's like, I love it. He goes, We should get together and binder. I was like, Nah, that would be weird. But, um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely like it's just a different way of collecting. Is it cathartic? Yeah, it is. It is because it's like you you you're putting stuff in, and especially for me, like I like my stuff in order. So obviously they're going by. I have them in numerical order, and uh, some of the duplicates that I have, I'm comparing. Oh, which one do I like a little bit better? I don't have that with a single. I buy one single and then that's it. Yeah. So it's it's like with this, like I said, the singles is a quick way to hobby. You buy it, you look at it, and you put it in the box, and then that's pretty much it. The binder, yeah. it's like you're picking them up, and if you get duplicates, like I said, you're you're looking. Oh, I, this one's a little bit better than the other one. Let me just replace it very cathartic very like old school very like like a like a chill vibe thing it's just for me i'm so like i could just sit here and now so i'm building this thing and sure enough corky calls i'm like because i was thinking i was like oh, i have all these extras i'm gonna probably get them to him he could you know do it do his thing he calls he, he uh he just picked up a oh a 56 mickey mantle raw <laughs> Which is very expensive, through the '56 Mickey Mantle, because that was his triple crown year. Mm. So that's probably the most expensive card in that set. And he picks one up. He's like, "Hey, guess what, buddy?" So you know, and it's it's a quirky style card. It's a little, you know, used and abused, but but overall, pretty nice card. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, how, how's it going with your set?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, you know, not bad." I said, "I have over 200 cards in, in the in the set." He's like, "Oh," he goes, "Trust me." This is just the beginning. You're going to want to build 57, 58, 59. I'm like, I don't know. Cork. He goes, nope, nope. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He goes, I, I, I just know. It. I just know. It. And he goes on and on and on. He goes, listen. He goes, you sit down. You crack a beer open. You sit down. And you're just relaxing. It's just you and the cards. He goes, it's, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> I was like, you know what, Corky? I was like, yeah, you know, it's you're not that far off. Because I was like, I was just cooling out, just putting my cards in, had the game in the background. And yeah, I like, I, I know you haven't done it yet and uh, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Actually, well, I have, I have okay. just now recently. 
Oh, right. Well, right. So I, I, mean, I was a binder animal back in the day. Right, right. I'm talking about now since you've yeah, been yeah, back yeah. in and, and maybe that 80, 88, 89 hoops put in yeah. a binder or something like that. But uh, it, it definitely hits different. It's a lot more chill vibe. And as far as which one I, do I prefer for the better hobby experience, believe it or not, it is the binder. I think it's a better overall experience, but the singles is a, you know, I, this is what I want. I'm going to get it and you know, yeah. be done with it. Um, if that stuff didn't exist, the grading and the stuff, like I could bind her all day. Yeah. But I don't know if it would be sets or just like now, like thinking the way I collect, maybe just binders of said players that I like and yeah. just fill them up. So nice. that's my long winded answer. Oh, we so, got a corky on our hands. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. If I start building another set, Corey, I'll have to buy Corky a beer and, you know, say, yeah, you told me so. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think? Do you think there's anything that you you'd uh, sit down and and build besides um, eighty nine hoops? Um, something that you can just like it doesn't. I'm not even. Yeah, I, I, what I want to do honestly is is I, I wouldn't be able to put it in a binder, but I do want to get the eighty six Fleer set. So I, that's going to be my yeah. set that I you know I set collect and I build. Um, it's just I I want it graded. Um. Yeah, you know, PSA nine. So if it were just to be just like I said, if it, it I already have the sets. I, I have probably seven complete sets that I have here in boxes. They're just in shoe boxes uh-huh. of certain, you know, like 80, 89, 90, 99, you know, 90, 91, stuff like that. Um, just all that classic junk wax when it comes to basketball stuff that i collected as a kid so i already have some stuff I, that i could put in binders and I, and i have an old school binder set from stuff that i purchased from corky um 70s yeah. basketball like the real crazy stuff that nobody yeah. likes you know what i mean that, that doesn't sell yeah. for jack but if to me it was funny and it's cool a lot of, you know you go back into that binder and you look at how it, it just reminds me of that that movie with uh will ferrell yeah, Jackie uh, Moon. Yeah, Jackie Moon, man. It just brings, <laughs> like it's funny as hell, man. When you look yeah. at these things, it just takes me there. Um, you know, white guys with afros and vice versa. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just real funny and it's cool. But you know that that's that's the beauty of it, man. There's no right way, no wrong way. Um, just as long as you're you're going ahead and and you're getting some type of feeling from it, usually a good one, and and allowing yourself to be you know feel like a kid again. And we, that's one thing that we don't talk about. You know, we talk about all the big things and the money and what this hobby can do, but the fact that it can take you back and give you those nostalgic feelings and make you feel like a kid again, that's the rush. That's the high that we're all chasing, man. Seriously. Do you think, do you think you'd appreciate your cards a little, like the ones you have a little bit more if they were in a binder? Cause like right now you can't remember we talked about when your collection gets so big that they're just yeah. in box that you can't even, at least yeah. if they're in a binder, you could, display them out and yeah because right now that 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 would make sense i just you know you get so caught up doing so many things and then with you know the extra time that i do have when i'm yeah. not working i'm, I'm here with you yeah. talking about it um so to take the time to go ahead and buy some binders and because it almost became like i want to say like a joke but it's like you know, like the whole binder thing is like, uh, you know, it's like it's a little you, nerdy when you, when you, when you nerdy you know. and two, it's like, oh, that's like a waste of time. You know what I mean? You want to concentrate on this, this, and this, and it's like, you want to level up, you know? Yeah. So when, when you get around all the content creators and they're talking about this big card and that big card and make sure, you know, it's the best grade, yeah. you know, the, the bindering and all that kind of stuff, it gets thrown 
to the side, it's like, oh yeah, that that's cute. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. but it's like, yeah, I hear all that, and I was saying, I'm like, you know what? So what if this is nerdy? Like it just, I think it's like, it slows you way down. I'm telling you, bro. Like if you did it one night, where I, I know you're super busy, but I'm just saying, one night you have a game or whatever, you just. It it just it's different, man. It's different, and it's like once you like once once I filled up a page, it was like a little like check mark, like oh look, I filled up the page, like just little yeah. little victories. And yeah, now you know what I did that with when I first got back in was the I bought a collection, <clears throat> certain sets. I didn't get the whole thing, but I got them from all different areas. But a majority of the Disney sets that I got from my daughter. So mm-hmm. then we got a binder for her and we put them in you got to get the right numbers and the same thing with you there was a you know duplicates where i was like okay this one looks better let me put this yeah. in here put that one to the side so yeah i've, I've done that yeah um, yeah. yeah no it's, it's cool man it's cool yeah. listen at the end of the day all this car stuff is nerdy so it's just levels yeah. of uh nerddom. Level of nerdness, yeah. <laughs> so don't be coming at me because i'm building a binder you got no, no, you're over no, there I'm, no I'm not you i'm saying someone in yeah, general no, no. Like, yeah. i'm proud of your evolution because i can remember you not even wanting to touch a raw card um because you know <laughs> again we just seen it yeah. with, with mr mathis like there's dudes whether it's raw graded you know it doesn't matter like you could think you're getting a a nice mickey mantle 56 you're paying a, a decent buck and somebody mm-hmm. out there to get another you know maybe a couple extra hundred dollars got the little paper cutter out there and you have no idea and you're like man this is great shape for you know 56 tops and you'll pay a little bit extra where quirky is like nah give me the one with the crease and the missing corner the yeah. one to use it as a lighter for a cigarette i'll take that for 50 bucks <laughs> all day right? it's like <laughs> he he's uh Man, like I said everybody hobbies differently, man. He, yeah. He's just at about the end of the day, bro. It's just like we've become so bougie when it comes as collectors. It's like that card is the same card that's in that you know PSA ten holder. He says yep. it's the same goddamn thing. It's just this one's beat to shit, yeah. and that one you know was was taken care of by somebody with some skills. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. He goes, dude. At the end of the day, the card is the card. Yeah. And listen, I've seen his his sales. That he does on you know and his activity trading and stuff like that. There are a lot of people that think like him. He yeah. puts right now he has a 52 tops sale going on. Some of them cars are beat to crap. And mm-hmm. bro, he's got 300 comments, 400 cop. People like they they're with it, man. Yeah. One buck, two buck, three. Oh, dude, you got like I told you today. I mean, some of this, some of the stuff is just I'm like, get out of here. He he puts up a card for five dollars. A guy offers four dollars. Would you take four question mark? I'm like, jeez, dude. I'm like, <laughs> like, my goodness. I'm like, yeah, I, whatever. I'm like, Corky. I, I'm thinking, I'm like, Corky's just like going through hundreds of comments. Of, but you know what? Corky yeah, does I, the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, it's a different. But, but like, you know what? That once you get to that level, when you're building sets like that, it's like, it's almost like you're trying to get the deal of all deals. So even if it's, 50 cents i'll give you 25 cents for it you know what i mean it doesn't matter <laughs> it's just you know, the whatever the thing is you're you're gonna you know you're just gonna yeah. go below it i know i just and that that's a big difference between a set that well those are raw cards but the set building and the singles because yeah the singles i buy are mostly all either graded or higher you know or mid-end singles but um yeah i'm not i'm not offering a dollar off yeah <laughs> like that's uh that's, that's, that's toy. toy that's market. toy stuff. <laughs> that's the uh, Los the Collector special. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, all right, brother. What do we got? One more? You know what? Let's save it. 
Let's save okay. it for Thursday Perfect. Night Live. Love little, it. Little, Love it. This uh, pretty cool thing that we got cooking up. So we'll, we'll save it for the Thursday Night Live. My wife is texting me saying, let's go. We got a movie to watch. Ooh. She's starting a new job. So she's all excited. So, yeah. This, nice. this upcoming week, she's going to be finally back. You know, she's for the last couple of years since COVID hit working from home. Yeah. So now she's moved into another bank closer in this area that's actually going to have an office and stuff for her to get the hell out the house, which is good for me, too. You know, because yeah. you don't have to do those uh, covert uh, missions of uh... covert missions, but more so like I'm trying to get home and yeah. get and, and she's trying to get out. I got so you. we're on like two different wavelengths. You know, I'm yeah. out all day, 12 hours. All I want to do is be home. And right. she's in the house all day. She just yeah. wants to get out. So yeah. and it's like arguing over stupidness. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Go get yourself a job that you can get out of the house. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Let's just leave it at that. We don't want to be uh, giving any more fuel to the fire. We don't want the, the episode to be coming on by accident. Oh, before we, yeah. leave, before we leave, I got a one of a kind collectible for you. Oh, for me, yeah, for you. I was out today, and oh. uh, let me put this on. I'm telling you, you never seen this. Oh. These are one of a kind Torres Selecta chips. Oh, look at that! But they are the Torres brand. I've never <laughs> seen such a thing, so I picked these up for you there. And that, that's not regular salt. That's Mediterranean, Mediterranean salt. salt. This is even. Uh, Bougier salt, but uh, when yeah. I saw that today, I said, "Where'd you uh, see that at?" I saw it in Kevin Nagandi's hometown of Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Oh, so I was out and about and uh, name dropping, sir. Yeah, look at me. I was out and about watching the Sixers game out there, and uh, I saw these. And so I have a bag of chips for you. I'll bring it wow. to you sometime Appreciate this week that. while you're on the. You can either open it or seal it or whatever you want to do. I'm gonna leave that just like that. Yeah, these are. Uh, these are what is it? these are from uh, Spain, I believe. Oh, that's so, where I'm from. Yeah, look at that. Sort of. See that? Look at that. Love it. I come bearing gifts. So. I'm a conquistador. I like the sound of that. El Señor Torres, the conquistador of the hobby, has a special ring to it. Appreciate you, Cuzzo, for coming through with that gift of special chips bearing my last name. Couldn't have asked for anything more. And I also appreciate you for sharing your thoughts on the hobby. Listen, bro, we've come a long way, but we're only just beginning. So if you like what you're hearing, give us a follow, rate, review, subscribe, and spread the cousin's gospel. And as always, keep focused, keep positive, and keep collecting. Ayo Tone, bring the beat back. Thank you.